Americans are capable of achieving extraordinary things when they have the freedom and opportunity to do so. This is American Potential, and here's your host, Jeff Crank. Well, last year, Americans for Prosperity hit the road and held the true cost of Washington tour, which highlighted how inflation was impacting people's lives. And some of the events that were held were lowering gas prices to $2.38 a gallon, which was the cost of a gallon of gas when President Biden was sworn into office. There was also food giveaways from local restaurants, as well as giving away gift cards to grocery stores. The event that drew the most attention was the gas station events because people could finally afford to fill up their tank. And for some, it was the first time in over a year that they were able to do so. We've talked a little bit about the tour on a previous episode when we had two of the great young men uh, who traveled around the country with the tour. And they told some great stories about being on the road as well as what they were hearing from people on the tour. But because Americans for Prosperity saw the impact that inflation had on people last year, and now with 35% of the American people saying inflation is their family's top financial problem, Americans for Prosperity has decided to do another tour, but this time it's called Prosperity is Possible. And on today's episode, we have Managing Director for Americans for Prosperity, Kent Strang on to talk about the old tour and what he saw and what the plans are for this new tour around America. Kent, thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. Looking forward to having a great conversation about true cost and prosperity as possible. Yeah. So first and foremost, uh, we were talking before this all started. So you're in a band. I want, I, I got to hear about you dressing up you're telling me you dress up like george michael and go out and do and and do music yes and not quite george michael um, more like <laughs> okay. 80s hair metal you know jeff i've, oh, I've been 80s in, in hair bands metal. okay pretty much my entire life you know started out in the garage bands yeah. with friends trying to learn how to play an instrument and yep. i just always enjoyed doing that so I, I sing for a couple bands and yes one of them i get in full costume with the you know with the wig and the whole nine yards and we sing 80s hair metal music so we're talking like poison and motley crew and bon jovi and <laughs> white snake and all those great bands like the arena rock hair metal and so you know come check that out sometime when i'm not doing my day job <laughs> well listen are there not pictures that you can share? I mean, I'm kind of surprised there, that there's not pictures. There are pictures out there. If you really want to go see what I look like with makeup on and a wig, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Or you could just send me the email and then I would have it. So sure. either way, either way. <laughs> well, that that's awesome. Listen, I, I know your story. Uh, you grew up on a farm and yeah. you, you've talked about how you kind of politics has always been kind of ingrained in you from 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 your parents from your dad i know your dad was a big rush limbaugh fan and listened to rush all the time but you kind of grew up talking about politics at the kitchen table didn't you politics was all we talked about my dad farmed <laughs> and uh, I, I rode around everywhere with my dad in in his pickup truck and you know speaking of music i didn't even know that he thought that music existed because all he listened <laughs> to was am talk radio we would 
we would start the day and we would listen to a gentleman named Derry Brownfield who talked about ag and, and politics out of Missouri. Then I think we went to G. Gordon Liddy after that. And then the highlight of dad's day was listening to Rush. And so that's all we listened to. It's all we talked about. Then we came home at the dinner table and we were talking about politics at the dinner table and the nightly news. And my parents were involved in their community and on, on a variety of, of local boards. And you know, I just grew up talking about issues that impacted real people and and how the policies in Washington and in Illinois and and on the local level impacted lives. And so, you know, as we as I do that for a living now, it's it's a pretty natural trajectory to to go from those talk radio days with my dad to to fighting for conservative and libertarian values today in my in my professional life. Yeah, it's 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 when it's ingrained in you from an early age, it becomes like a kind of a labor of love. And you know, we're right. fortunate. I, I talk about this all the time. We get to do for a living, what our passion is, what we love to do. And that's talk about and fight for liberty, freedom uh, for folks. And I mean, I always use this as an example, but like a life insurance salesman, no disrespect. If somebody listening sells life insurance, that that's great. Not something I would want to do. Maybe there are people who have great passion for that. I don't have great passion for that, but I do have passion for liberty and freedom. So it's an honor to really be able to fight. And uh, we've been fighting alongside one another for quite a while. We have. And and that purpose driven to help improve somebody's life and to help make a change in policy. Yeah, I, I don't think that I'd be a great insurance salesman either. But <laughs> um, but again, thanks to my local you know agent who, who helps me out from time to time, but it's not for yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Well, listen, let's talk about, um, first of all, let's, let's take a look back at the True Cost Tour what that was all about, how it came about. And, uh, you know, we did an episode a while back with a couple of the great folks that, that really traveled around the country and did an amazing job. It was a great episode, them telling some great stories from the road. But let's talk about, you know, why Americans for Prosperity decided to do this tour and the impact really that it had on people's lives and, and really driving the issue, the, these economic issues and the bad decisions that government has made these bad policies decisions that have led to these bad economic outcomes. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it was really a result of what we were seeing across the country. I mean, 40 year high inflation, gas prices that were over $5, grocery bills had skyrocketed. Um, people were wondering what is happening here and like, why are my prices going up? Why is inflation so high? What is happening in our world that has caused this? And and we wanted to answer that question first and foremost, and 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 talk to real everyday Americans across the country about why is it that you're seeing that? And we wanted to connect them to the, the what you're seeing is a is a direct result of bad government policy and bad energy policies and regulations from the Biden administration. And so we set out on the true cost of Washington tour and and the true cost of Washington campaign that was. Um, to show people that here is what the government's doing, here's what causes inflation, and here's what we can do to help solve it. Yeah. So as you were going, you, you met lots of people. I mean, thousands upon thousands right. of people who attended these events. I mean, what were you hearing from them? You know, it's sad to say that the story was often the same. People were making real trade-offs in their lives. We would go from site to site, and it you almost... 
You don't want to become numb to it because these are real stories of real people that are hurting. But nearly every single story was about I'm making a trade off in my life that I'm either filling up my tank of gas or I'm getting groceries or I'm putting a few bucks into my tank and I'm getting some of my groceries. And nearly it was during the summer and nearly everybody said we're skipping family vacation. Normally, I'm going to the beach with my kids or we're saved up for Disney. That stuff seemed to be all gone last year. And it was really, how do I get by? How do I make sure that I do the best for my family that I can with, with the gas prices and the grocery prices and, and, and everything being more expensive in my life? I don't have time to do anything else. I don't have money to do anything else. And, and they were trading off against kind of those great summertime, you know, summertime fun and, and all the other things that they would like to do in their lives. You know, some folks even talked about like, I haven't been to a movie in six months because I just can't afford the extra movie ticket when I when I can't afford gas, can't afford groceries. And you you see those stories of people who are living also with really big challenges in in their lives and how something like the doubling of gas price really changes their future and changes their ability to to live a, a meaningful life. Yeah, it and and these are choices that wouldn't be necessary if government wasn't making bad decisions, right? If government wasn't causing inflation, for instance, which is caused by too much government spending, too much money in the economy, chasing too few goods. uh, If, if we didn't have that, then these, these wouldn't be decisions that the average American had to make day in and day out. And that's really the point of this, right? Is we're trying to drive home that point that it's government and connecting uh, these these terrible decisions that folks have to make or these choices that people have to make connecting that to these bad government policies and bad government decisions. That's 100% right. And I think at the beginning of this was everybody was trying to figure out, well, what actually causes inflation? Is it corporate greed? Is it, um, you know, is it supply chain issues caused from COVID? Is it coming out of COVID? And, and a lot of our mission at those gas station events and we were meeting people face-to-face is to connect them to just what you're talking about, Jeff. Bad government policies lead to more inflation. And then with the president and his administration's executive orders when it came to energy last year, those executive orders that, that limit production have a direct and negative impact in your gas prices. We want to drive that home for people so it, it, was, it was crystal clear. And so as you mentioned at the top of the hour, and you you spoke with the gents who were on tour last year, the biggest event that we did was we we went across the country and we wanted to show people what bad government policy does and really connect people to the result. And so we dropped the price of a gallon of gas to $2.38, which was the national average when President Biden took office. And when it was $5 and you're cutting the price of gas almost in half, what happens is, is frankly amazing. And folks were really able to to see, wow, just a year and a half ago, the average across the country when filling up my tank cost me $30, $40. And now it's costing me $60, $70, depending on the size of your, your, your tank. And we would see almost a, a mile-long line of cars, folks who, were, who had shown up hours before the event just to get that little bit of temporary relief in a price of gas because it was that meaningful to them. and and. You know, back to how it impacted people's lives. Somebody was like, "Oh, well, now I can go afford to buy groceries today." Like it was a blessing to people, and it was one tank of gas. And you heard those direct stories of people who are impacted from inflation. Some that 
I don't think I will ever forget. We were in Indiana and uh, I met a woman named Nikki and she had a, uh, she was a foster mom and had a few foster kids. And so her heart is beautiful and in the right place. And her daughter had just passed away and she was now raising her grandchildren. And she was talking about how I, I don't even eat. I don't buy meat anymore because it's too expensive. And I don't fill up my tank. I put in 10 or 20, just enough to get by. It's like, this is a woman who you're taking in foster children and, and you're, you've taken in your deceased daughter's children. Like you're doing the right thing and you're such a great person, but you have these huge, huge challenges because of the prices that we have. And, and another woman who stuck with me was, uh, was a woman named Lisa. She was about an hour South of St. Louis and she was having cancer treatment. So she had to drive an, an hour each way for cancer treatment to get the treatment she needed. And when we spoke to her, she seemed more concerned about how am I going to afford the back and forth of driving an hour up and down St. Louis a couple times a week, rather than I need to go focus on beating cancer. And it's like, it changes your priorities, which is she should be focused on beating cancer and getting the treatment right. she needs and not worried about, well, how am I going to pay for it? Because my gas is so expensive. And it's those stories are, are unfortunately not unique. We heard them all across the country and, and folks who are really struggling with real issues in their lives. And when government puts those barriers in place, they spend too much money. The result hurts and impacts real people. Um, and and we, we don't have enough time on the episode to talk through all the people that, um, that we heard from I mean, thousands of people that were dealing with similar challenges. And these are stories that that need to be told because this is really the reality of what inflation does, these bad government policies which cause inflation, what they lead to. You know, if if you make $200,000 a year or two hundred and fifty, or, you know, I'm just going to be honest, some of the people making these decisions in Washington, D.C., whether it's the president or members of the cabinet or members of Congress, uh, you know, others, lobbyists who are lobbying for uh, for whatever to be put into a piece of legislation. Most of those folks can probably afford the $80 it costs to fill up a, a tank of gas. But the people that are really affected by this issue, by inflation, they're average everyday working Americans. They're the people who those politicians really are supposed to represent. And you saw that on this tour. I mean, most people in Washington would say, well, I'm not going to wait in line an hour to get gas, right. but that they live differently than the average everyday American does. Any thoughts there? Well, it's certainly not a right left issue. We, we didn't put any right. sort of uh, philosophical discussion on who got gas and, and we didn't uh, vent the stories that we, you know, that we received and, and, and from all walks of life, inflation and higher prices were impacting people. And we had a, a number over 20 members of Congress join it, join us. And I think that that was eye-opening for them as well. Jeff, of they came onto the lot with us and they heard directly from constituents where they were hurting the most. And I do think that that was eye-opening. And I, I think uh, and I'm thankful for another, another, um, a number of those members who voted for policies like HR1 in, in the new Congress to help address some of this. And I, I hope that I hope that we had a, a part in showing them that people are really struggling with higher gas prices and that Washington can start to look towards solutions on, on how to solve our, our economic crisis. So let's 
fast forward in June of 2023, we're starting a new, kicking off a new, uh, right. a, a new plan here and a new tour called Prosperity is Possible. And tell us about that. What, what, why the name? Why? What, what's going to be different from from the old uh, the old True Cost tour to this tour? What are the plans? Where are folks going? You got a lot to tell us, Kent. <laughs> yeah. So Prosperity is Possible really is the next iteration of the True Cost of Washington. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to drive the solutions that have caused the crisis or that can fix the, the crisis and show a positive vision for what can be to reignite that American dream that in America, the, the, the American dream is not dead. And um, that prosperity in this country is possible, but we need Washington to do the right thing. And so this year, we're going to hit the road again. We're going to connect folks to events, not only on what what, what created the problem, but what is going to solve it. What are the policies that Washington needs to pass and create a mandate for change? And we're looking at at policies specifically, specifically in three areas, in spending. We've got out of control government spending that we need to curtail in labor to make it easier for people to to find their passion and work as they see fit. And on energy, we have to have energy abundance in this country because energy really leads to prosperity. And so we're going to hit the country this year uh, and on another another, uh, tour and talk to folks all across the walks of life. And once again, to help them identify that like prosperity is possible in this country and here are the solutions that Washington needs to pass and ultimately create a mandate for better policy to solve the economic crisis. So you, you laid out some of those policies, uh, you know, particularly, you know, spending labor uh, and, and some of these energy issues. When we talk about energy issues, you know, I think most people probably don't have a full understanding. I don't think I have a full understanding of, how much energy drives the cost of products and, and inflation? I mean, everything that we consume is transported, whether it's on a, an Amazon delivery truck uh, or, or whether it's fuel itself, you know, getting to, getting to a gas station. The cost of energy really is one of the largest drivers when you talk about inflation, right? Absolutely. I'll go back to my roots and where we started this conversation. I think about agriculture. Um, it takes a lot of diesel fuel to run a tractor and to run a combine. And then once that grain is harvested, it's got to get into a truck and it's got to be moved and transported. And energy controls helps control a lot of our prices that we see. And when diesel fuel and gasoline are nearly double what they were, things end up costing more because you know that that trade-off is being made somewhere, right? It's it's either Folks are are going to earn less, or they're going to charge more, and so we need to we need to address that because it makes it harder for folks to get by when um, when the cost of everything goes up because of energy cost. But we also yeah. see so many barriers in energy. Uh, you know, we've looked at some of the projects that are happening in America that are that are stalled, and they're stalled because of regulations from the EPA or from NEPA or there's or lawsuits and to to create pipelines or to build anything in America, there are so many barriers to create, uh, whether that's energy or building, that we have to start to re- remove responsibly many of those barriers so we can lower energy, so we can have energy abundance, and so we can create uh, and create good jobs. But 
there's something standing in the way uh, of so many of these projects across the country. And that's going to be part of what we're going to be doing on tour is many of these regulations are unseen. You never, ever see them. And it's important that we show people that these unseen regulations, these barriers that are put into place to lowering domestic energy abundance can be solved, but you don't see the town that has dried up because the pipeline left or the pipeline workers left. You don't see the impact that it makes on the local hotel or the local, um, you know, the local restaurants, the local workforce that rely on projects like these. And it's not just the Keystone Pipeline. It's not just the MVP Pipeline. These projects exist across the country in all 50 states. And so part of that tour is going to be visiting these locations, showing people the impact that the barriers and the regulations have, showing people what it does to the towns and the communities that are there um, to really shed light on how barriers and bad government policy impact people's lives more than just the energy cost. Yeah. And I mean, you said it really well. I, you know, the free market's pretty good at, at delivering affordable energy to the market. It's government and it's these bad policies that are, that are driving up the cost. I mean, it's making the products more scarce uh, because of permitting uh, issues and, and, and really a drive, I think, to get certain kinds of energy, you know, off the table and out of the market. And so it is truly those government decisions, those policies that are driving this. And that's, I think, the story that we have to have to continue to drive home. Let's talk about spending for a minute too. Uh, another area where bad government decisions have been happening for decades now. Doesn't seem like any administration, Republican or Democrat, can get control of spending. We just saw recently the the fight over the uh, the, the debt limit increase and you know, some, some progress made, but not nearly enough in, in that to control spending. How does spending drive up the cost of goods and, and, and products in, in the marketplace? And why is that driving inflation as well? Right. Well, at the top of the hour, you, you had referenced that, you know, the more the government spends, the more money that bakes the economy, the inflation goes up. And that's what we've seen coming out of COVID of like, we overcooked the economy, we spent too much money, and now we're paying for it. We're paying for it in higher interest rates, but Washington still hasn't learned its lesson. It's more taxes, it's more spending, and they don't have a plan to solve this. Every couple of months or every six months, we're dealing with a debt ceiling crisis. And at Americans for Prosperity and, and, and Prosperity is Possible, we need to talk about budgeting better through unified budgets and re-looking at the budget process for us to be able to rein in government spending. Yeah, no question about it. And that that's such a big driver. Again, too much money in an economy causes inflation. That is the cause of inflation. And, and government is the, is the creator of money when they just print it and spend it. That causes uh, inflation. There's no doubt about that. How about labor? You, you mentioned labor and some of the policies regarding labor. Tell us about that and, and what we're trying to highlight there as something that's driving the, the, the cost of goods and services in the marketplace. Sure. It's again, it's, it's another area where there are barriers in place in labor and the government puts up all kinds of rules to make it harder for you to work. Um, you know, and things like the PRO Act or AB5 in California, they want to essentially the, the Biden administration in California want to end things like independent contracting, 
Um, so what we really are looking for is ways to, again, it comes down to the same thing over and over. The government continues to put barriers in place in front of people that we either have to go around, go over, go through. And it's how can we eliminate uh, as many of those reasonable things to to get people to work in the way that they want to work, to empower people to work as they see fit. If they want to be a contractor because it's a side hustle. That's amazing. They want to be a contractor because they want to um, they want to um, stay at home with their kids or they want to do something different or start a business on the side to grow it longer and have like that, have that step out. But every single thing, the government thinks that you ought to be an employee for everyone rather than being able to have this. And it all just continues to come back to there are barriers in place that impede people's ability to live their American dream. And that's the common thread of all of this is that those barriers are in place and we want to help remove them so people can flourish and people can live their American dream. Yeah. So important that, that, uh, you know, we have that flexibility we see that, you know, whether it's things like Uber, uh, or, you know, Airbnb, these are fights that come up all the time, but it's bigger than that. But those, those are a couple of examples that, that I use where government has a kind of a one size fits all solution and, employment, labor, your job should be individual to you. And it should be the way that you can flourish and prosper uh, in the, in the best way possible that, that suits your needs. Cause you know, not everybody wants, you know, I, I always find it interesting when I talk to an Uber driver, the thing they always tell me is, well, you know, I love driving Uber because I can stop when I want. I can go to my kids right. softball game or I can do whatever, but that's flexibility for them. They ought to be the one deciding that not government, Right. forcing upon them what what their job should be, right? We have a word for it, and it's called freedom. And I think the Uber <laughs> driver is a great example of like, I yeah. talk to Uber, I'm on a plane all the time and in, in new cities, and, and you, I love talking to Uber drivers. Why do you do this? And it really comes down to flexibility. Right. Um, we speak to an incredible number of immigrants who are, this is their path to the American dream. And I can work independently. I can choose my own hours. I won't work four hours because I have to go to my son's baseball game or I, I need to go do this or I also have a full-time job and I'm trying to make ends meet. And we saw that last year too with um, when we were doing the gas station rollbacks, we were talking to Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and folks who were doing food delivery. And they were talking about how when my cost of gas has doubled, it eats into my profit. And is it even worth doing it anymore? And so, again, we've set up this system where um, we want them to go first. We want them to have work as they see fit and have the freedom to work. But then another barrier is in place of now I'm going to pay double gas prices. And do I make enough money to even warrant doing this? And so, you know, it, it either they either add more hours or they have to increase their cost. And so it's, it's a, or they end up with less because they normally can't dictate their cost as an Uber driver. And so they end up with less. And so that was the moniker of, you know, you're paying more and you are getting less. And, and that was true for, for gig economy workers that we, we encountered last year as well. Yeah. Well, and again, it's not the elected officials. It's not a member of Congress who this primarily affects these work rules type things. These are people, particularly on the lower end of the economic spectrum, who are trying to to build their life, their career, and you know, young young people getting out of uh, high school or college, trying to trying to find a way and make their career. 
And it's a government decision, government interference in the marketplace that is causing them to struggle. Uh, Something they could do if the government were out of the way in in that regard, right? Right. Absolutely. You know, we ran into a number of folks. I I love the the folks we spoke to that do have small businesses. And when you talk to them at, at the gas station events last year of, of the, what was happening and, and gas was this big driver of their business. And so whether it was somebody who is, who is doing lawn care of like, it costs me more, but I can't raise my prices because I serve elderly clients. And I do that. They won't have anything less. So they're, they're making less or because they can't charge more or folks who we, we had a, um, we always had an interesting thing at these events where it was like people would like cheer that they heard the click, you know, when you're filling up gas and you hear that, like where the <laughs> yeah. where it clicks that if you're full, you know, people yeah. would cheer. They heard the click because so many of them hadn't had that. And it impacted so many small business owners, um, you know, whether that was a landscape person or a builder or realtors, spoke to realtors who were driving their cars all day. But I think we take for granted how many people in our economy that are either independent contractors or small business owners rely on energy cost to be able to help their bottom line because they're driving for it. And, you know, when you double that, um, it makes a big impact on people's lives. And I think we have this weird idea that like, it's better all of a sudden, you know, my gas here is three sixty eight, and granted it's not $5, but it's still a long way from $2 and 38 cents. We were in Vegas last week. And we did a gas drop event last week in Las Vegas. The price in Las Vegas, $5.04. And so I think that there's this illusion out there that inflation is under control and that gas prices have dropped. It's like, well, yes, in comparison to its worst point, but people are still hurting. We're still hearing the same stories from individuals on how higher prices at the gas station, at the grocery store. are impacting people's lives. And that was another thing we did on True Cost last year was we went to grocery stores because people were really struggling with food costs. And we gave them a discount on their groceries and um, trying to take those kitchen table issues and, and show people that, that bad government policies continue to, to make life more expensive. Yeah. And there's no reason, by the way, on gas, there's no reason it can't be $2.38 a gallon. Right. Again, if it weren't for uh, you know, government interference in the marketplace. And that's what we've got to highlight. And we can't accept the fact that, well, it's come down from where it was at $5 a gallon, you know, or, or, or $6 a gallon who close to it in some places. That's not acceptable. The American people no. deserve better. Uh, we are, we, we are the greatest country in the world. We have the ability to be energy independent and, and self-sufficient in, in that regard. And we ought to do everything we can to, to be able to, to get there again, because, the people who pay the price for that are those people that you mentioned, small business owners, people who are working for a living. That's who really pays the price here. Kent, let me ask you, as as we roll out this new Prosperity as Possible tour, where can people find out about events in their area? How, how do they know about when this is coming to their to their community? Well, definitely visit us at prosperityispossible.org. You can visit us there and we'll put a tour schedule up. But I think the most interesting thing to to follow us on is follow the AFP social media channels. That's where you hear these stories. As we crisscross the country, we are finding Americans who we want to share and elevate their story. Not my story, not your story, 
but real people that we encounter and, and the challenges that they are, they're facing. And so certainly follow us on our social platforms as, as we crisscross the country and show that prosperity is possible, that we can do better, that we can reignite the American dream. And so check us out at prosperityispossible.org and um, check out all the AFP social channels too. All right, Kent, thank you. I appreciate it. I do plan on seeing those pictures from, I'll send them. from your band. Yeah, I, I make sure I get those. We, we promise we won't share them on our social media if you send them. I just want to see them personally. Okay? You know, they're out there. So if you need to find them, <laughs> but I'll send them to you. Make it easy for me, will you? <laughs> All right, Kent. Hey, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, great. Well, listen, thanks for joining us on this episode of American Potential. Government is the reason that the price of of gas, of food, of clothing, of of tires. I bought tires the other day. Couldn't believe paid $1,300 for a set of tires uh, to be put on my car. Those would have cost $500 just a few years ago. We can't accept that and say that that's okay. And that we're just going to live like that because that's the way we have to do it. We have to get government out of the way in many of these cases from making these bad decisions. We're not saying there shouldn't be any government involved here we're saying that government shouldn't skew the marketplace uh, and cause these inflationary uh, policies and, and and other things so take action if you see a prosperity is possible event in your community i hope you'll reach out at prosperityispossible.org learn more about the tour and when it's going to be in your area make sure you attend tell your neighbors about it and let's get involved and have grass, put grassroots pressure on our elected officials to make sure that they change these policies and that we're making sure that they're making better decisions that will impact our lives and, and not make it worse for us. Thanks for joining us on American Potential. Thank you for listening to American Potential. You may listen to more stories from Americans working every day to expand freedom and opportunity in their communities by visiting AmericanPotential.com.